Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone after the Jazz fall to the Memphis Grizzlies tonight by the final score of 102-96. Lots of different things to talk about in this one. Let's go to probably the number one topic on most fans' minds who are tuning in, who watch the game, who are at the game, who listen to the game. The Jazz close the game tonight with Boris Diaw, Trey Lyles, Joe Ingles, Gordon Hayward, and Shelvin Mack, leaving Rudy Gobert on the bench after he picked up a really ill-advised fifth foul at the 10-14 mark of the fourth quarter. He never returned. Quinn Snyder's post-game explanation was that group brought us back, and Rudy wasn't playing well. He knows it. What's your thoughts on how the Jazz closed tonight? Well, my thought was uh, when that Rudy was made a stupid foul. I mean, that far away from the basket, he's seven foot one. He has no reason to commit a foul that way, that far away from the basket at a crucial, crucial time like that. That just tells, I think, Quinn that his head wasn't in the basketball game at that point. And, and with five fouls, uh, you know, he, he really wasn't doing. A lot. I, I thought that Casal was really giving him problems because he could step away from the basket and knock, knock down some threes. But uh, I looked at that lineup and what the Jazz had out there on the floor to close to close the ball game, and I think I'm trying to be optimistic and telling myself, okay, last year, you know, they were unable to put a lineup out there on the floor and, and be competitive. This year, you know, they're able to, uh, but it just wasn't enough. Well, the one thing I thought actually of where they missed Gobert the most was his screening. For all the talk about screaming, I agree. I mean, Gasol was giving him the business, and frankly, if he comes back in the game, they're going to go Gasol right at him. And the way you know Rudy may have picked up a sixth foul in about ten seconds, for all we know, because they were going to go Gasol and work him. But I just thought offensively that they went for seven minutes with only one field goal in that stretch. Boris got a layup. Dante had a dunk. Uh, those were the only two for about eleven minutes. They just offensively, no one was able to get free. And I thought you just missed Favors' body. Uh, you know, for all the talk of the league going small and spread. Big bodies that can screen matter. Well, you're looking at it from the offensive standpoint. I was looking at it from the defensive standpoint right. because they just couldn't stop the the Grizzlies. And for why, you know, you, the, the game plan just doesn't seem to, or, or they wasn't executing the game plan like, like they really wanted to. This team was a 41 shooting team, 41% shooting team, 31% from the three-point line. And they end up uh, just having such a great shooting night. Randolph comes off the bench, has, does well. And you expect that. Vince Carter, you know, comes off the off the bench and he gets the season high and season high in minutes. And you know, it's just uh, too bad for the Jazz. But you know, injuries plays a big part of it. Oh, I mean, there's just uh, there are so many plays tonight where the ball swings to the corner and it's not George Hill, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Where and I thought the defense on Gordon Gordon missed some open looks. Uh, he had some really good looks he didn't hit. But I also thought the defense on Gordon was really good tonight because. Who else did they have to worry about? It reminded me a little bit of last year when Rodney wasn't rolling, and Gordon just has no airspace out there. If Rodney's when when he suddenly doesn't have his comrades in Hill and Hood to make some plays with him, and and they were out without their defensive stopper there, and, and Tony Allen, you know, a guy that that would be guarding Gordon if he was healthy. Uh, Gordon is only he, he only I say only, but but 
17 points a ball game against this team last year. You know, Tony Allen had a lot to do with that. Remember, but, Hill gets his, uh, Hood gets his career high 33 against Memphis when Tony Allen's guarding Gordon. So they just go to Rodney all night. He scores 17 in the over fourth quarter in overtime. And tonight, there's no that, that option's just not there. That's a great point. That's a great point. And, and that combination really, you know, gave the Memphis Grizzlies problems, you know, last year. But, you know, boy, it's just unfortunate for the Jazz. They come off this long road trip. Uh, playing a team like the Grizzlies, who you know obviously was not playing very, very well, and and all of a sudden this injury bug just hits the Jazz, and, and they just can't can't get it done at home. Well, the game. Alex Jensen made a good point to us at halftime on the radio broadcast. He said, you know, we're gonna have to deal with what we've sowed a little bit, which is we let them get a rhythm early. They scored. They were the 30th ranked offensive team in first quarter of games. They scored 33 points in the first quarter, and so then Gasol and Carter and Randolph and Conley are rolling, and they're comfortable. And it's very hard to stop these guys when they're not comfortable. <clears throat> well, you, you pointed out that. Casal leads the league and touches on the on the block, and and I would imagine if if if, if uh, Randolph was getting the kind of minutes he got last year, they'd be one two in, in the league as far as touches on the low block. And both of those guys uh, uh, play very well with their backs to the basket. But Casal could take his game away from the away from the hole now. I mean, three three point field goals. He's made what he made two tonight. I mean, that's all the way up to what, thirteen now for the year. So he's he's doing a pretty good job. The other one that really turned this game tonight is that in the fourth quarter, the Memphis Grizzlies got six offensive rebounds, and the Jazz got five defensive rebounds. So every time Memphis missed, they had a more than 50% chance of getting their own rebound. That lineup of Diaw and Lyles and Hayward and Ingles and Mack uh, when particularly Joe Johnson was on the floor, you had below-average rebounders at every position. Gordon's an average to above-average rebounder. But when you have Lyles' below-average still rebounder, Diaz a far below-average center, they just couldn't rebound that lineup at all. They, they really couldn't. And we saw, uh, what's it, Dante Davis. Uh, Dante Davis just going in and powered his way. He got some rebounds there. Uh, and... Uh, well, Zach killed him late Zach, yeah, before he Green. checked out. Then Jamichael Green. See, and those second chances, you know, that will, will kill you for the most part. In that fourth quarter, the offensive rebounds went three to Deontay Davis, two uh, to Jarrell Martin as well uh, in there, and then one to Jamichael Green. So those guys were really the guys uh, that pounded him. Uh, we talked about this a little bit after postcast, but I'd have to – Say our concern. I'm assuming your concern level to Derek, if it's on a scale of one to ten, was it like six when we left? Uh, Miami has continued to percolate its way up the meter. Yeah, uh, it, it it really has, and it it looks like I probably have to shut him down for a little bit. I, I think while they have an opportunity with uh, hopefully Hoods back and, and 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 healthy enough to play, and hopefully they get George Hill. If they can get George Hill back, and and you know that really gives the Jazz a, a boost. Tip of the hat to Joe Ingles, who really played outside of himself tonight. He understood his role. He was very aggressive. He took five shots in the first quarter. He had not taken a three-point shot in the two previous games. He'd come in hitting one of his last eight, and he absolutely understood what he had to do for the team. It's a great signature to who Joe is. Yeah, 33 minutes again he played tonight. That, that is definitely a new season high there for him. But he made some fantastic plays out there. Now, defensively, you, know, you had some problems of, uh, stopping uh, two guards. But he's a smart player, and you can understand uh, why he's not as the quickest guy out there on the floor, but and he's not the most talented guy out there on the floor. But he understands the game, and and that's uh, 
was good for the Jazz. The other good news tonight, I thought Trey Lyles played a controlled, calm game, and obviously when the ball goes in, you look better. You know, we talked about that as well, David, the fact that he didn't settle for that three-point shot early. He pumped fake, got to the 18-foot uh, the 15-foot range, and I think his first two or three buckets was inside the three-point line before he took a three-point shot. And then he was able to move uh, back out on the floor. And, and great thing for him, he was 6-for-12, five rebounds, 18 points, a pretty good ball game for him. That was the story here. The Jazz fall to the Memphis Grizzlies. The final score, 102-96. This has been Postcast, part of Locked On Jazz, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.